All right, the phone is ringing. Hello. The call is being recorded. Hello, is this Titan Capri? This is Titan Capri. Well, hello. The Titan Capri. Awesome. Yes, How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. I have been looking forward to this day for a couple of weeks now, so I am so so have I. Grateful so that have you I. to this interview. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Look, look, I'm gonna tell you how special you are. I'm over here drinking me a big red. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that is, but baby, look. <laughs> Ready I'm ready for this everybody. interview. I'm ready for this interview. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Everyone, I know you have heard Titan Capri. You've heard the Titan Capri experience and uh, on, his, on his network on P&M, and he is relatively new to the Bullet and Flight family. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to show this brother some love. You hear me? So this is why I invited him on today. So not only do you get a, a chance to hear him work and do his show, you get a chance to to meet the man behind the the madness, the man behind the vision, the man behind the business. So we just got to chill with him for a little bit. Yeah, so is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Is it okay? Already. A couple of questions. All right. Yes, Mikasa so, Sukasa. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> so um, tell us, how did you get involved into this kind of business, HIV, AIDS prevention, and uh, counseling? Tell us a little okay, bit well, about I'm, what drew you to this. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a backstory real quick. Um, sure. I was diagnosed in 2005. And I was diagnosed with AIDS, and I only had four T cells. So things were not looking good. I had walking pneumonia for about two to three months. Um, And I didn't didn't want to go into the doctor. You know how the whole uh, stigma and shame and all of that stuff of um, being a black gay man and then HIV positive. It was was kind of a whirlwind. So... Uh, with that, a uh, couple of years passed. I, di- I wasn't doing too good the first two years. I stopped taking my medication uh, because I felt that, and this is something that I like to tell people when, whenever I'm around so they know how real it is. I prayed that I would go to sleep and not wake up, right? Wow. Because there was a lot going on. There was a lot happening. So, um I had a dream, and this is where my spiritual path and purpose comes in. Um, In this dream, I was asking for death, begging practically. And the dream came uh, with a verbal sounding, but there was nothing there. It was just total darkness. But out of the darkness came a hand, and it said, stop. You're not done yet. Right now, I know that sounds a little cliche, Dominique. Right, you know, okay, Titan, you seeing hands and stuff in the dark and all that stuff, but it was a real thing for me, and so I came out of that. Um, and after that, I started to work on myself, right? 
uh, I had four T cells and then I had 19, then I had 100 and something. And so I started to rebuild. It took me a while to really get to that point because I didn't know where to go or what to do because I was so new to all of this. Yeah. Fast forward, um, almost 14 years later, I uh, become part of a documentary about faith and HIV. And in that documentary, um, someone said to me that um, I was triggered by what you, you stated. And, you know, and the same thing happened to me. And then I said, well, what were you triggered by? And I'm, I'm going to get to the diagnosis part. But what were you triggered by? And they told me that they, too, were raped. And in that moment, Dominique, everything came full circle. I wailed like a baby because the way I became HIV positive or the way um, I was diagnosed with AIDS was that I had been raped. And that never came to the surface. Right, so 14 years after that, I said, I can't keep this in any longer. I need to get this out. So on my uh, birthday in 2019, I pressed record and I did a YouTube, uh, Facebook live video called uh, Black, Gay, and Positive. And then that took me off from there. Um, that was the start. And but then I knew that I had to tell my story I knew because I'm always talking to people and they're always talking about what's going on with them. I'm sort of a magnet like that. And so that was a catalyst for me. And I know it took 14 years, right? But everything happens in its time and its purpose. But that's the reason I got into this industry. That's the reason I became an HIV advocate because when the doctor diagnosed me with AIDS, he just said, you have AIDS, and he walked out of the room. Now, me and my mother was there. My mother was with me. She'd been my ride or die, you know, since all of this has been going on. But she basically was like, wait, what? And, you know, the the, the sinking feeling is when you hear the word AIDS, you, you think of death, you know? Yeah. And so I my promise was I don't want that to happen to anybody else if I can help it, not on my watch. So I got into the advocacy and counseling and the peer navigation because I saw so many of our uh, black men, black gay men, our youth being driven away from the light, if you would, right? Because they think that there's nothing else there. So in a nutshell, that's how it actually happened. And then when I got into the work, I didn't realize how detrimental what I provide was, right? And so I'm not saying I'm the only one, but not too many people do it the way Titan does it. So yes. I believe that I am the mental, emotional, and spiritual support you need in order yes. to either get over that hump or to get over the stigma, the shame, the hurt, and things like that. So I'm very I totally agree. Real. I yeah. totally agree with that assessment of you, to be perfectly honest. And folks, listen, if you haven't tuned in to his show, Please tune in. He is on, on Bullet and Flight Radio every Tuesday. He actually goes live every, is it Monday? Monday, every Monday. Every Monday. He goes live every Monday, and then his replays are on Bullet and Flight on Tuesday. And what I have gathered from his show, the, the spirit that he has, 
he has a very I'm gonna talk about you in front of you. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. So audience don't tell her what I'm okay. saying. Okay. But he has a very nurturing spirit. Yeah. For those that are broken <laughs> from church hurt to mm-hmm. to whatever. He his yeah. he has a very you feel like you're in a very safe space when you watch his show and it feels like you're talking to, or, or it feels like he's talking, I, you know, I'll say it the, the way I was going to say it. It feels like you're talking to one of your best friends. Exactly. You. <laughs> and you are very nurturing. And audience, I really want you to know that. And if, if you don't have to be HIV positive, you don't yeah. have to have uh, the diagnosis of AIDS to relate to what Titan is talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of men, a lot of gay men especially, have mm-hmm. gone through being raped, yes, being sodomized. And mm-hmm. that is something that is not discussed in the gay community, not alone the black gay community. The black gay community. Exactly. talk about stuff like that. Exactly. exactly. And you are one who will talk about sexual trauma, and I absolutely praise you for that. I am so grateful that you do that, because a lot of us, including myself, have been through things that, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily talk about. You rather laugh at your friends and kick it, but you don't talk about the things that really were traumatic for you or that caused you some type of stress. And you Mm -hmm. really deal with that. And I really, 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 again, appreciate you for that. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. You touched on something, Dominique, that that really um, holds heavy with me. My friends, my circle, my village, my tribe before 2019 knew nothing about me being raped. I let them believe that I was out there just letting it all go and doing whoever and whatever, right? Because yeah. of the shame and the stigma. I'm a big old black man. What I look like being raped, you know what I mean? And that's just real yeah. talk. So when you stated that, we, we, we didn't talk about it. But when I when I made the decision to go public with my status and then what was my story, I felt that my village and my tribe needed to know exactly what happened and how it I happened. Agree. And your so courage really gave me the your courage to talk about your trauma gave right. me the courage to even like I don't I never talk about this my situation even publicly that I had mm-hmm. also had to suffer through being having forced sex, which is rape. You know, indeed, indeed, and, indeed. And I know other people that started saying, you know what, I've experienced something in my past where someone pushed themselves on me. And so because of you, even in my small circle, that conversation started opening up with people that I had known and never knew that they had even gone through a situation similar. Indeed. <laughs> Peace and blessings to you, brother, for for um, expressing that, you know, and 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 being able to share that. And the, the the part that you just stated was that we didn't even know others were dealing with similar things because we no. suffer in silence. That's what That's we do, right. we suffer in silence. You know, we're not gonna, like I said, I'm, I'm 6'1", I'm 285 pounds, big old black man, and I'm gonna tell you that somebody raped me? You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's that, it's that um, stigma 
that's stuck in your head that makes you think that, you know, you're less than because this happened. But that's not true. That's not true. Not true but that, that's one of the reasons. that That's why um, my motto is that um, not on my watch, right? Not on my watch. Yeah. If I can help it, however I can do it, I don't want somebody to go through what I went through because I just didn't, you know, I wasn't able to express who and what I am and then what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, you told us earlier, of course, when you got diagnosed that you were there with your mom. Your mom is your right mm-hmm. guy. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. What was your childhood like? So I had a a kind of, um, and this is something else that, that, that I kind of worked through, Dominique. I had a really good childhood, but then I also had a bad one. I don't know if that, that kind of makes sense because, when when I look oh, yeah, back the on it, the best of times have, and the worst of times. Right, right. Yeah. So when I look back on it, I have these good memories, right? I have these good memories. So it was my mother and and my grandmother that basically were my parents, right? Um, yeah. We always had the you know the best of everything. I I had no idea that we were poor, <laughs> because you know my grandmother and mother made sure that we had everything, uh, but it was always something different about me. Um, and one of my uh, elders at the uh, church stated that it was my spirit that was different, right? Now, I'm going to say this, Dominique, for those, I do believe that my spirit is different, right? I do believe that my spirit is one of um, big and boisterousness, but she was telling me that my spirit was different because she was telling me that I was gay, right? And I didn't know what that meant at the time because she said it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm one with Jesus. I'm going to Bible school and, you know, and I'm going to, you know, all this stuff. So I'm in the choir. I'm on the young deacons board. I'm on, you know, all this stuff. So, yeah, okay, my spirit is different. It wasn't until later on when I really thought about it and was like, oh. And then what happened was the uh, pastor and the deacons, uh called me into the pastor's office to have a conversation with me and this is kind of what set me on my titan road if you would even that early on i had to be about 11 or maybe 12 and i wanted to do everything in the church and because i was a little bit more flamboyant i guess than most boys were in the church they felt the need to pull me to the side and tell me that i would not uh, it's not pleasing to God for me to act like this. Um, I need to think about what I'm doing and um, and change it, you know, and stuff like that. And so until then, Dominique, I didn't know that I was a bad person. Now, I'm speaking to you because, you know, I've come to the realization of all of this, you know, going through um, therapy and counseling and things like that. But what... Got me was they were grown men telling this young boy, and I'm still a boy. I was still a boy. I was still a man. It, it wasn't anything different in that, but they were telling me that I would not see God, somebody that I revered, somebody that that, that I couldn't wait until I got my salvation because so many people would catch the spirit and do all of it. It was all yeah. of that, right? And then the realization was, okay, you're different. Then... I started going to school. I started filling out. You know what I mean? My body got a little heavy, you know, and when I say heavy, I mean I'm thicker in parts, you know, and then he got thicker in the right parts. We got you. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) 
you feel me? So I was like, oh, and then and then it turned into me fighting all the time just to walk down the street because yeah. people were pointing out that I was not your typical boy. So my child good on this end. I love my family. We have memories. We talk about things and stuff like that all the time. But then I also have those memories that I wish that I didn't have. But if I didn't have them, then I wouldn't be tightened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for them in a sense. But my childhood was good. I have those moments. And then that my childhood was um, was molestation. My childhood was grown men trying to talk to me at the age of 13 and 14. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a weird thing for me. Now I got to say this though. I've never lost my uh, zest. I've never lost my faith. I've never lost my spirit. I just didn't understand why I was so different from everybody else. You know what I mean? At that point. But then I found out that, you know, as a uh, elder in the church stated that my spirit was different and she knew what she was talking about. She might've been talking about me being gay at the moment, but I really think that she saw that my spirit was different than others. And, and, that's what that was. and I like how she didn't say it in a way that was negative. Exactly. It exactly. was pretty much, she was saying, look, you in a small town with some small brains and some small <laughs> exactly. and you are going to be much bigger than yeah. what they can comprehend. That's crazy. Oh, come on, Dominic. And so this is this is weird. Let, let, let me let me let me do a full three sixty. So my grandmother just passed away in June, and so I went back to the church that I was in that told me that right. And the lady, not not the lady that not the elder that told me, but the elder's great friend knew knew me and we were sitting there talking and she said she said uh, I've seen you on Facebook and I said oh you have I said that's good I said did you tune in and she was like yes she said you know what she said that your spirit was different and your spirit is definitely different she said and I don't want you to stop doing what you're doing and in that mm-hmm. moment Dominique I was like okay this is full circle you know what I mean yeah. Because that's the church yeah. I grew up in. That's the church that my grandmother been going there for 50-plus years, if not longer, right? And so it, it was a full circle moment. So it cultivated oh, that yeah. my childhood may not have been 100% always, but I still yeah. had a good childhood, and there were people still looking out for me to make sure that I made it. And and I made it. I made it. A couple of bumps and bruises, but I made it. That's right. And, you know, the bumps and bruises unfortunately hurt, but it showed you how tough you are. And I believe that your testimony is here to let folks know that it does get better. It, you may mm-hmm. be in a crappy little town with some small-minded people, and that's right. a very hellish experience when you're a teenager. It's tough. Indeed. Indeed. However, it and don't that- last forever. And and it doesn't, and it doesn't. And I want to say this to the audience. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. Your peace is you living. Your peace is you thriving. Your peace is you being able just to woosaw when you want to woosaw. And your peace is you standing up and walking through this world just as God made you. You ain't got to put on no fronts. You ain't got to do none of that. But it took me a while to get to protecting my peace. I didn't know what that was. 
But I'm glad that so, I got those bumps and bruises because now I know what it is. What it is. Now, now let me ask you this. Now, you, you actually just struck on a good point. Peace. To protect your peace, sometimes you have to find what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So do you have any secret talent or do you play any instruments that – what do you do – that gives you that peace. What 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 would surprise your fans and your listeners that you do a big place in that gives you peace? Well, you know what? I don't know that it would surprise them because I'm kind of an open book. But there are two things that I do all the time that gives me peace. Everybody knows I love photography, right? I think that art is art. It doesn't matter how it looks to um, someone, but beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So I will take my camera and go out and just shoot random things. And I love coming back and editing, you know, and, and, and making it into something other than what you thought it was. So that's number one. Anytime that, anytime that I am stressed or I feel like things are not going right, I will pick up my camera and just go somewhere and take photos. And then my, my um, promise to myself is that I'm going to make art, and that's what makes me happy. Now, I have this little side thing that I do, right? Um, now, of course, you know, I love music. You know what? Actually, it's three. I'm going to say this one because we talked about this a little earlier. I love music. Music is my go-to. I I can, you know, hold a little note. I can't sing, but I can sing, right? <laughs> I tell people all the time when I was in the choir, look, I ain't no singer, right? But I can hold a note, and I give you a little run every now and then. But I love music, <laughs> and I love um, I love all types of music. So whenever something is going on, I will put the music on, hum to it, sing to it, and then I will write lyrics to music. So that's kind of like mm. my little talent, if you would. I write lyrics and then oh. try to re-sing the song and redo it that way. My oh, last, beautiful. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I found that I was doing that. So you remember the old school songs that would have the break in the middle and people would talk, you know, throughout yes. the <laughs> So I grew up, I grew up Gladys Knight, Patty, all that stuff, right? And my mom used to love some Gladys Knight. So Gladys Knight would have these songs to where you would put them on and then you would talk through the whole thing. Or uh, Shirley Caesar, or um, like, um, I'm trying to think who else I, I could uh, think of right off the back. Reverend James Cleveland, people like that. Daryl Holy, like they had songs Ooh, to yeah. where you would, you would like, you know, break down the intro. So that's one of the things I think is a little talent of mine. I love to write. And then I do spoken word as well. So anytime that um, I feel that I am creatively um, stuck, um, I love to write. I have binders of poems and um, meditations and things like that uh, that I do. So those are a couple of things that I do. And then lastly, Dominique, this is going to be weird, and I don't think my listeners know this. I like to crochet. So oh, wow. That's my piece. That is my piece. So I go, so my aunt that passed away years ago, she taught me how to crochet, right? And I used to do throws and 
you know, blankets and footies and all this kind of stuff, right? And I really didn't think that it was doing anything for me. But anytime things got crazy around me, I would just pull out that yarn, get my and get the crocheting, and next thing you know, I got a blanket, or next thing you know, I got a throw. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I think that they may not know um, that that's my piece. I can wow. I can gather myself. I can I can sit. And here's the thing: I don't do it in front of the TV or anything like that. I get into uh, my space. Where I, where I normally meditate, and I get to crocheting, and then my whole thing is when I stop, I stop, and then that's it. So, yeah, crocheting. Wow. And that is a talent. I've seen people do it, and I that is, yeah. takes a lot of patience, too. And that's the reason why that's how you can protect your peace, because it takes your mind away from everything else that's going on, because you got to be on it. You know what I mean? You got to have two yeah. loops and one loop and pull it through and then go back and, do, you know what I mean? You got to be on yeah. it in order to do it. So, yeah, that's something there that they wouldn't know. I, I understand. You know, I've, I've recently got back into coloring books. Ah. They sound crazy. No, no, no my mother loves dogs. Yes, mm-hmm. when you sit down and color, it is so cathartic. Come Especially on, after a long day. Oh, yes. oh, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> so tell me, where do you see your career slash ministry? Because you got a ministry, too. Mm-hmm. You got a ministry. But um, where do you see your career in the next 10 years? So I'm, I'm going to say it like this, and I think, you know, the listeners will know. Uh, and understand where I'm coming from. I want to be on my Oprah-ish. I want to be on my Ellen-ish, even my Wendy Williams-ish, if you would, right? Um, yeah. I want to be more um, in the media, um, doing interviews, uh, bringing my type of advocacy uh, to the forefront. And so yeah. I'm working on a few things uh, this year to kind of catapult that. But in 10 years, I hope to be established. I hope, um, and, and, and I see myself making this my primary um, uh, mode of uh, entrepreneurship, if you would. Uh, also, yeah. I'm doing the advocacy, but then it's also entrepreneurship in the same. So I will be able to um, make it my primary uh, source of income as well. So, yeah. I and folks, that. if you don't know this, it, and I know this because I've been watching and listening to Titan for, for a minute now, but this mm-hmm. brother has also written a book. And he has yes. read some chapters from his book. <laughs> I had to read. I was like, hold on. Lord. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Very good read. Very yes. good read. Well, thank you. A very good read. I was like, you know. You know what's funny, Dominique, is that I, 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 yes, so I, I, <laughs> so I, I completely forgot about that part, but I do want to see myself as being published a series in, in the next 10 years, and it'll probably be a lot sooner than that because I'm already working and pushing uh, for this to come out. So the book that you just mentioned was just a book that I wrote because I felt like I wanted to get these things out, right? And so um, 
it's, it's a little bit of sex lies and videotape, or it's a little bit of scandal, if you would. It was but delicious, go, okay? I, it was <laughs> delicious, okay? <laughs> so, yes, I, I would love to become an author, you know, five, ten times over in the next ten years um, and uh, have a series and be able to have people to um, not only know my story, but also know um, my other side, you know, the um, – Scandal, how to get away with murder type side. So I think that that's the good thing. I always say that all the time because I love me some Annalise. But yeah, he got indeed. John Derives in him, everybody. He got a little bit of yeah, story. yeah. Uh, he can he he can tell you a good story. That's for sure. Because I was all yes. that. Yes, indeed. I just yes. had to tell you that. Um, don't even, I didn't even know you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I know. That's See, awesome. you don't know I'll be watching as much as you think. I'll be watching more than you think. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can even recite Indeed. some of the story that you said too. I was like, that was that was very nice. But anyway, <laughs> tell us, tell your viewers, what are the listeners? What are what is your greatest passion and conviction? So my greatest, and, and this this may, you know what, I, I have to stop prefacing things with this may sound out of pocket or crazy or whatever have you, but you know what my, um, it's to bring peace. I, hmm. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to put it in a way that um, for, you know what, Dominic, I can't do it like that. I just got to be straightforward. It's to bring peace. My my prayer, my um, my meditation, my uh, alignment with my spirit is to bring yeah. peace to this side of the the world, this side of the continuum where I'm at, where God placed me. Right? I yeah. my job and my purpose now is to be able to bring people into my life if we want to put it like that, right? Um, I've always prayed that my my light was so big and, and, and luminous that me trying to fit through a door just walking straight, I wouldn't be able to do it. I had to turn to the side and squeeze myself in, right? And to be able to invite people in and then keep those that are that are out to do me wrong or cause me harm, keep them where they need to be, but bring those that need that light mean that confidence, that peer navigation, that advocacy, yeah. bring them in and be able to show them some peace. And I, I yeah. say that because I've always believed that I was put on this earth for a purpose. I've been talking yeah. to people or or pretty much everyone. It started with elderly individuals, right? Since I was like 12, 13 years old, people would just start talking to me out the blue. I never understood what that was until I got older, and then it became my purpose. My purpose, mm. right, is to spread my light. And 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 I don't want it to sound I don't want it to sound as if I'm full of myself, but I believe that God gave me a gift, and my gift yeah. is for me to be able to bring peace to situations and to help and 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 bring people in. And I'm grateful that I have that gift. And my uh, my grandmother, before she passed, she would always say that I have a glow, that I have this aura, yeah. right? Yeah. And I would tell her that's, that's my spirit. Baby. I, 
I go in places yeah. and um, I follow my spirit and I feed my spirit in that way. So my, yeah, that's what it is. It's, that's it's my beautiful. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. If you could collaborate on a project with anyone, who who would it be? Who would it be and why? Now, you know, I already spoke about Oprah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make the sign. <laughs> right. out there. Come on, so, Oprah. Look, look, I, look, let me tell you, if, if, if Oprah can't do it, you know what I mean? But um, right. I, I would love to... Um, uh, collaborate with her, but I also would love to collaborate with my community, right? I would love mm. to collaborate with people in my community. There are That's wonderful, good. great people in my community that are doing the do, right? They are doing it, yeah. kicking butt and taking names. And yeah. I don't think that they get enough uh, acknowledgement like that. And I remember coming up through the ranks and going to these clubs and, you know, you have drag queens and then you have, um, you have all trans women and then you have entertainers and all of these things. And a lot of them, right, are in the community doing it, but I would love to be on that level of Oprah, right, and collaborate with my community. That's what I'm going to say. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what do you want people to know most about your show, your like, – and I know we've talked about this a lot in this interview, mm-hmm. purpose. But what do you want people to know the most about what you do in, in your – as I say, I say ministry, but your business, mm-hmm. your brand, your name. What do you want people to know most about you? What I want them to know is that it's not just for people in the LBGTQIA community. Now, there is an emphasis on that, right, because I am a black gay man who is HIV positive. So I can't take that away from that. But what I want you to know, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. We all have a spirit. We all have an essence. We all have a life. And most of the time, we're not living in that 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 essence, that spirit, that life, because we think something else is there, right? What I would want you to do is to come come and check me out, or come and check out those that 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 are around the part of my village and my tribe. But come and check me out and understand that you come as you are, right? I don't care how you show up, as long as you show up, right? That's right. Show up and show out, and that's what I want uh, them to know is that basically. Everybody's knowing I'm saying it back again to myself because before I used to put parameters around what I could talk about and what I should talk about, how I could address people. And I just want everybody to know that basically it is a no holds bar. You come as you are, right? But you come in, in a space to where your mind is open to whatever it is that you're going to receive, right? And I guarantee you, you will receive something. You receive a little laugh, right. you receive a song, you receive <laughs> some truth. You know, Free your mind. Okay, and the rest will follow. <laughs> Don't start me, Dominique. Don't start me. And the rest will follow. Okay? <laughs> oh, when you were talking, I kept hearing that song in my mind. I was like, I just hey. got it. <laughs> Talk about music. You know, I love some in vogue. I love some in vogue. So, yes. Indeed. <laughs> 
So tell us how and where can we find you on social media? So I am Titan Capri on all social media, right? You can Google Titan Capri and I should pop up. I have TitanCapri.com, which is my website. You can actually go on to the website, see some of the art that I've done, and you can also purchase it, T-shirts, coffee mugs, things like that. And then um, the Titan Experience is every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 5 p.m. PST. And you can find me on Facebook and YouTube Live every Monday. That's right. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> you know where to find the man with the plan. And yes. as you also know, all of his replays, all encore performances can be heard exclusively here on Bullet and Flight Radio. So be sure if you don't check them out there, you check them out here. I check them out on every platform because sometimes I get things you see and sometimes you you don't listen as much because you're visually stimulated by whatever's going on. Sometimes you listen later on and you're like, oh, I didn't even hear that said that. So I like I like to listen a couple of times just to get just to get what I need to get. And again, this is a very safe space. It is a very fun place to just mm-hmm. relax in the middle of the day or at the end of the day, depending on what time zone you're in. And, indeed. yeah, just kick your shoes off and, and have fun with my boy, Titan. Come on, indeed. I love this. Thank you so much for this. Yes. <laughs> Come on and check me out. Come on, check out little old me. Well, that's right. So I want to thank you for being my my guest today. Um, as well as you're going to hear right after this interview, everyone, a few songs that Titan has, he's going to uh, share with us, songs that help motivate him and get him started, keep him going, and I'm very grateful for that. So everyone, stay tuned for a special treat. We're going to hear a piece, a small part of Titan Capri's playlist. Keep it locked right here. Bulletin Flight Radio, everyone. It's your story, our station. Peace and Thank you, Titan, for coming through. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes. All right, everyone. Hang, Hang tight. Hold on. Keep it locked. 